Hey, this is Jim Fleming, and this is the Stuart Heights Fleming Sunday School Class Podcast. Here, you will find recordings of our weekly Sunday School class, as well as a few other teaching opportunities I get at my church. Now, this podcast is not intended to replace your Bible study, to replace your weekly church attendance, or to be your sole source of spiritual instruction. Go to church for that. This podcast is for members of my class who happen to miss a week here or there and don't want to fall behind. But before you listen to this episode, you may want to go to teachings.jim314.com and download student or teacher handouts, as well as any PowerPoints, so you can follow along visually and see what we saw in class, as well as take some notes. Thanks for listening. Come back often, and feel free to add this podcast to your favorite podcast app. I'd recommend Overcast. Now, let's get to this week's lesson. Good morning, everybody. All right, welcome to week 44 of Romans. We are coming down the home stretch. Today, we start Romans chapter 16. And for those of you uh, paying attention at home, Romans 16 is the last chapter in Romans. So, uh, lots of fun to be had today. did anybody read Romans 16 before they came to class today, or perhaps once they got in class? A few. Did you notice anything difficult about the reading of Romans 16? There's a few names in Romans 16, yes. So I'm going to talk about that kind of as we, as we go through our introduction here. But each Bible translation uh, has, uh, or all the modern ones do, a relatively official audio version of the names. And what you can find is if you look at this translation versus this translation versus this translation, you'll find that uh, the pronunciations are different uh, as you crawl across different translations. So what I'm going to be using today are the ESV's standard pronunciations. So if it looks a little funny or sounds a little funny, then it's because it is a little funny. Um, and these are very old names. We don't name people these anymore. And if you did, you're weird. Uh, so there's that. But uh, we'll start in Romans uh, 15, 14, and then read through uh, the majority of chapter 16. Uh, and just as a, by way of review, we want to make sure that we are uh, understanding where we are in the whole setting. So we're about halfway through Paul's closing of the letter today. And we'll finish this up not next week, but the week after. Uh, and actually two weeks after, and then we'll move into the summary at the very end. So we're showing and looking at how righteousness has impacted Paul and impacted the people that are around him. So let's start this morning with Romans fifteen fourteen, and we'll read through sixteen sixteen. <clears throat> I myself am satisfied about you, my brothers, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge and able to instruct one another. But on some points I have written to you very boldly by way of reminder, because of the grace given me by God to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles in the priestly service of the gospel of God, so that the offering of the Gentiles may be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In Christ Jesus, then, I have reason to be proud of my work for God, for I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me to bring the Gentiles to obedience, by word and deed, 
by the power of signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and all the way around to Illyricum, I have fulfilled the ministry of the gospel of Christ. And thus I make it my ambition to preach the gospel, not where Christ has already been named, lest I build on someone else's foundation. But as it is written, those who have never been told of him will see, and those who have never heard will understand. This is the reason why I have so often been hindered from coming to you. But now, since I no longer have any room for work in these regions, and since I have longed for many years to come to you, I hope to see you in passing as I go to Spain, and to be helped on my journey there by you once I have enjoyed your company for a while. At present, however, I'm going to Jerusalem, bringing aid to the saints. For Macedonia and Achaia have been pleased to make some contribution for the poor among the saints at Jerusalem. For they were pleased to do it, and indeed they owe it to them. For the Gentiles have come to share in their spiritual blessings. They ought also to be of service to them in material blessings. When therefore I have completed this and have delivered to them what has been collected, I will leave for Spain by way of you. And I know that when I come to you, I will come in the fullness of the blessing of Christ. I appeal to you, brothers, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit, to strive together with me in your prayers to God on my behalf, that I may be delivered from the unbelievers in Judea. And that my service for Jerusalem may be acceptable to the saints, so that by God's will I may come to you with joy and be refreshed in your company. May the God of peace be with you all. Amen. I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a servant of the church at Sincrea, that you may welcome her in the Lord in a way worthy of the saints and help her in whatever she may need from you. For she has been a patron of many and of myself as well. Greet Pisca and Aquila my fellow workers in Christ Jesus, who risked their necks for my life, to whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles give thanks as well. Greet also the church in their house. Greet my beloved Eponidas, who was the first convert to Christ in Asia. Greet Mary, who has worked hard for you. Greet Androconus and Junia, my kinsmen and my fellow prisoners. They are well known to the apostles, and they were in Christ before me. Greet Ampliatus, my beloved in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, our fellow worker in Christ, and my beloved Stachys. Greet Apelles, who is approved in Christ. Greet those who belong to the family of Aristobulus. Greet my kinsman Herodian. Greet those in the Lord who belong to the family of Narcissus. Greet those workers in the Lord. Tryphena and Tryphosa. Greet the beloved Persis, who has worked hard in the Lord. Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord and also his mother, who has been a mother to me as well. Greet Asyncritus, Phlegon, Hermes, Patrobus, Hermas, and the brothers who are with them. Greet Philologus, Julia, Neresus, and his sister, and Olympus, and all the saints who are with them. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ greet you. <clears throat> Anybody want to take a stab at reading through that? And I still can't pronounce Illyricum correctly. Every single time I get stumbled on it. I've got three more shots at getting this right, and we're going to get it at some point. So let's take a look. You've got your handouts there with you, if you'll uh, take a look at that. Today's Sunday School lesson is going to be a little bit different than normal because we have names, names, and more names. Uh, And today we're going to talk about names, and next week... um, We've got a speaker coming in who's going to talk about the words and what these people did and how these, uh, how these things approach. But I wanted to give you just a minute, and I want you to read through the first half of the uh, handout. 
So I'm going to give you a second to read through on your own, and don't worry about how you pronounce the names in your head. Just go through the names. It'll be okay. And I want you to read the, na- the, the definition of the word, whether it was a male or a female, and then what their background was. So this is our, the format for our names. So the meaning, the gender, and the origin. So we'll do the first one together. So Phoebe means bright and radiant. This is a female, and we don't know the background of hers as far as what her name actually was. So I'm going to give you a minute to go through and read the black text, starting from the explain section there on the handout. Just the front side. We'll get to the back side in a few minutes. Anybody want to switch names? Find a name you like better? A meaning you like better? Anybody see one you want to avoid? Like, pretty universally, what are we all going to avoid? Narcissus, right? Yeah. Do you, do you know why he's called stupid? The, there's a flower. Uh, the, the, the root of Narcissus is narcos. Uh, and the idea is where we get our English word narcotic. Uh, and the idea was that the person stood around these particular flowers too long and went crazy because of it. So the name means uh, stupidity, one who is literally on drugs is the idea if we had to translate it in modern language. Uh, any others that we would probably avoid? Yeah, Nereus, lump. Yeah, let's see, he's a lump, right? Uh, So I want to make sure as we go through these and talk about these names today that we don't make a very common uh, exegetical mistake that I see a lot of people make, which is the name 100% dictated everything about that person. Like that, that is not how this worked. But what did Jesus have a habit of doing and what did the apostles have a habit of doing after someone was converted to Christianity? Change the name. And undoubtedly, there were some in this list who likely this was not their birth name, that their name was changed because of something about their character, something about the way that they helped or they served. Now, I would hope that Nereus was his original name, right? That we would, the apostles wouldn't look at him and go, you're a lump, man, you know? Because if, if this is what they thought of him, we very likely could probably put this, in the, put this man in the category of probably not somebody Paul would have commended at the end of a letter, right? I mean, these are the folks in the church that you look out and you go, I want to call special attention, right? This is Paul dreaming about coming and visiting and seeing these folks again. And he's saying, encourage these brothers and sisters. And, and I, for one, am very encouraged with the volume of names 
right? It wasn't just two or three. There's, there's well over a dozen people here that are worthy of commendation and encouragement. So what I want us to do is I want us to go through, and I want you to read that list again. And this time, I want you to think about people in your Christian walk who have been one of those things for you. So who, we'll do Phoebe real quick together, who has been bright and radiant for you? Who has lit the way? Who has shown you things that you may not have seen otherwise? Prisca, who is, who is the old woman in your life that was helpful? Aquila and Eagle, who soars through the Christian life and you look at it and you go, wow, that is, they live impressively. You see where I'm going with this? I want you to read through that front page again and think about who these people are. In your, now, this time, as you read through, it's going to take you a lot longer. And that's okay. Feel free to make notes on your handout because I'm going to ask you to talk about some of these in a minute. you come up with some people? Have you ever thought about reading through these lists of names like this before? See, the thing that we forget sometimes is these are not just random names. These are lives that were lived. Like, Junia was a real person. She had a whole life. She was... a believer in Jesus Christ and had done something so that she was listed in the people that Paul called out. And it's, 
I would say less than 50-50 odds that Paul may have even knew her personally, may have just even known of her reputation. But there was something there. So talk to me for a second. Who are the folks that you, you look at this list and you went, wow, yeah, I've got somebody in my life that was like that. Not necessarily junior. I mean, any person on the list. So. Yes, ma'am. And for Frisco, the ancient, uh, I think throughout my life, God has placed uh, elderly women, elderly women older than me. Yep. <laughs> in my life, um, so I can look back at every job that I've held, for example, mm. and there's been a motherly figure who has helped me and supported me and encouraged right. me. So I think there's a lot of names that fill in that line. Absolutely. Somebody else. I mean, that's mentioned in verse 11. <laughs> Point to it now. I'll give it a whirl. But his name Herodian, yes. Heroic. Heroic, yes. And when we were pregnant with grace, we had a man who prayed over us. Hmm. Who God spoke to about grace. And we just still have stories. And that man will forever be a hero in our lives. And it's an encouragement, right? And you can look back. And praise the Lord for that. Paul could too. These are beautiful stories. Who else? I was going to sound kind of funny, but for me, <laughs> when I think of near as the lump, I don't yeah. think of like that in a derogatory term. I was hoping somebody would go there. I would think, uh, when I think of that, I would think of my dad, who was not a spiritual person, but physically and emotionally. I, I look at him as a lump of just solid consistency, yep. always there, unmovable, whether it was right or it was wrong. Yeah. He was always there for me. Helps to have a few dependable people in the world, right? Yes, especially yeah. if one of them is your parents. Yep, absolutely. So I would that awesome. as a lump. I thought somebody might go uh, a lump of moldable clay. Um, that's how I thought where you might be going with that. But somebody else? Miss Mila, I know you're bursting over here, so I know you will. <laughs> this is where I am. So I made a decision uh, two weeks ago that this was how I had to approach this lesson. Otherwise. When we played the podcast, it would be about three minutes of audible words that would be easily interpreted and just weeping. Uh, I mean, y'all can come look at my notes, but I've got just names galore, people that God has used. And, and you know what we do with that? We tell their stories and we thank God for them because it's good. So if you want to, you can, but I won't make you if you don't want to. Well, uh, Chris, uh, no, I still apologize. Phoebe. Yeah. And... Herodian, we have a couple in our life. Let's see, Stephen's 30, 28 years. Yeah. Uh, this, uh, Jeff and Saber Wilson, uh, they live now in Virginia, but they were down here. And even now, we, we pray over each other's children, you know, That's daughter awesome. in college. But there's times that I'm very weary, warm, yeah. because of everything, you know, outside life. And I know at moment's notice I can call, text, message, and 
they're giving some words, you know, not necessarily even a verse, but we love you, you know, you're always an encouragement to us, right. and, you know, but just the pinnacle of godliness yeah. we see, you know, uh, and then uh, for the best counselor, Brian Smith, yeah. how he has counseled my children, and mm. yes, we get wonderful words from him under his message, but sure. all our children have gone to him individually, right. and just the words of wisdom he's given, and I can go on, but those are, the, and yeah. then of course, you uh, love the word, Philologus, you know, every week you come in and you pour your love from the word to us and encourage and challenge us. So you're, you're even on our list. Thank you. All right, somebody else? Daryl, yeah. Where's he at on the list? Um, reason being, um, back in 2000, all of a sudden I got a call and I had cancer. And yeah. had nobody really been trying to because all my family lives elsewhere. And I just didn't know where to turn. I was like, came to church and I was like, come on, let's go talk about this. And wow. There's many times I went back to Daryl and he said, hey, we're going to get through this. And yep. prayed with him many times and said, hey, we'll get this straight. We, we poke and jest at him, but he is a good counselor. He is a very good counselor. I agree. Who else? Matt? Um, actually, it's, it's my wife, Charlotte. It's uh, Phoebe. And they actually have a Oh, niece a niece Phoebe. named Phoebe, yeah. Um, but, uh, man, over the years, he was my youth pastor growing up. But it's just, uh, uh, man, she was just always, there's never been a time where she has not just been a joyous, just constant source of encouragement. Agreed. Just a uh, mother figure that you just pour your heart out to, you, you were compelled to. Right. And it's just kind of like, <laughs> God, God brought those <laughs> It's and, an interesting uh, mix, isn't it? Yeah. And then Aquila and, and, and Eagle, uh, I just, I think of an Eagle as just being just strong, just powerful. As a, a leader, even though it's, but anyway, mm-hmm. I, I, I just Brother Charles comes to mind, mm-hmm. and just even in in uh, just uh, with, with all that's going on with him now, he still right. is just uh, so steadfast. Yes, it almost it's convicting to mm-hmm. you when you're uh, young and, yeah. and and just you see just all that he uh, does, and it's just amazing, and it's just his passion for God. Amen. And people. Anybody else? We're not in a rush this morning, in case you hadn't figured this out. I like these mornings. I'm getting close to you when you talk, by the way, so I can pick you up on the audio. So, Yes, ma'am. Have paternal brings me to a man that Richard and I met very early in our age when we were in high school. And we, Richard and I were in the band. And so Jay Stansberry is this man's name. And he would, he found out that we played an instrument and so he decided, he was the choir director for the church. Okay. So he decided that we were going to play whatever. Right. And so he invited us. It doesn't sound like there's a lot of input on your end. No. Okay. There wasn't. Although we wanted to. <laughs> right. 
But it was new to us. Sure. We were used to playing with people, other okay. people, kids, you know. But he decided, I think he saw something in us for for later yeah. because he sort of took us under his wing and, and matured us. Right. And he would, Saturday night, he would call and say, we're going to play this piece of music in the morning. And I would be like, no, I haven't practiced. <laughs> and he would say, be instant, in season and out of season. Ooh. And I was like, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> yeah, you do. The next morning, oh, hey, the piano player can't come today. You're going to play piano. I'm going to do what? <laughs> I can't do that. The instant. In season and hmm. <coughs> A lot of maturing takes place in those environments, doesn't it? it does. yeah. Anybody else? I'm going to let Miss Darla go first, run. It's very short. Uh, You're good. Herod- Herodian, heroic, um, David Iverson. Mm-hmm. And I'll have to leave that right there. Good deal. Run? Uh, I have a couple. Um, First one is Herodian. God, it hurts me to talk about this guy. Uh, My first uh, infantry uh, combat CO in the Marine Corps uh, was a man called, we called him Captain Ski. Uh, Captain Ski? Captain Ski, Stanley Wurzeniak. Okay. I would go with Ski then, yep. <laughs> when I met him in the late 50s, he was the second most decorated man in the Marine Corps. He uh, battlefield promotion, two Navy crosses, three silver stars, et cetera, et cetera. And he personally took me under his wing hmm. and made a man out of me. The other, oh, Andronicus. A few years ago, when I became the director of uh, and got involved in Reformers Unanimous, met a, the founder, Steve Currington. Um, every time I, I think of him, the song Victory in Jesus comes to mind. He overcame probably the highest level of cocaine and drug addiction to found Reformers Unanimous oh, wow. 20 years ago. And in the process, there have been somewhere in the neighborhood of 1,200 worldwide chapters formed under his leadership. And not only overcoming that, but helping thousands of people overcome their director, I mean, their their, their, uh, addiction in no Jesus in their Lord and Savior. Amen. Praise the Lord. Anybody else? Yes, ma'am. Um, Gary Marcus was um, baby for me. Ah, uh, yes. Just with Andrew and Dylan before they were born, and then at the beginning of it, we needed a lot of help. Cheryl Benefield is my Phoebe. The bright, encouraging, just, I don't, I've never seen her have a bad day. I don't know if the woman has a bad day. Um, if she does, she gives it to Jesus, and then has a good day. Uh, it's just amazing, these people, how they walk uh, in beautiful ways. Who else? 
Dave, yes. Uh, Rufus's mother. Rufus's the, mother. There we go. Who's the mother to, to Paul. Um, woman that uh, no one in my family has ever met. Uh, Margaret Stotler uh, was the uh, lady that took me in when I was 18. Hmm. Her son led me to Christ. Um, they invited me to church. Uh, they took care of me and in lots of ways. And uh, I got the church the old-fashioned way. I followed a girl, you know. <laughs> so uh, that was his her Amen. <laughs> but um, I just changed the whole direction of my life. The willingness of a housewife in Detroit to just take a kid in and uh, end up riding motorcycles with her husband a lot, and all <laughs> kinds of Christian Motorcycle Association, all kinds of things. And that's just it's how I learned care for other people. That's awesome. That's awesome. Who else? Yes, ma'am, Miss Amy. You can go more than once. It's okay. For Mary, the rebellion. Mm -hmm. My sister-in-law, Sheree, who was watching her husband currently battle with a disease that mm. she knows is fatal. Yeah. And she is still steadfast and strong and is an amazing example of you know, standby. She's, you know. That's awesome. Who else? Going once, going twice. I'm going to tell you about my syncretus. Verse 14. Incomparable. Many of you know my testimony that my mom prayed for me um, and still does. I'm 41 and she's prayed for me every single day of my life. And she told me this the day that she dropped me off at college. I was 19 and um, it was a bit overwhelming because it's the first time she'd ever told me that. And so I'm I'm like, wow, that's a, that's a big deal, you know, kind of got to me. And she turns around to get back in the car, and uh, she said, oh, one more thing. I'm like, well, seriously, you're going to add one more thing to this? You just told me you've been praying for me every day for 19 years. She said, I've been praying for your college roommate. I said, so how long have you been praying for my college roommate, Mom? Since you were 11. His name is Mark Herbster. And he was the first man, I say man because I was a freshman and he was a senior, he was the first man I ever saw that lived the scripture every single day, without exception. And I've never been that physically close to somebody that was that consistent. So he's my incomparable. He's not Jesus. I saw him sin, but I also saw him repent basically immediately thereafter. I got to see somebody be Jesus in my neighborhood and it was a big, big deal. I love telling that story because it takes people to support. It takes people to encourage. It takes people to be the body of Christ. And I will challenge us, if you flip over to the back side of your handout, and this is going to tie into what Daryl's going to preach to you in a few minutes. Application, what's the point? God provides helpers. This is what he does. He has arranged all things so that we have what we need.
for life and godliness. So what do we do with that? So I want us to be thankful for his helpers. I want us to be thankful to him, to God, and to them. So here's your homework this week. Your homework this week is to reach out to one of the people on your names and tell them thank you. And tell them why. I promise you, you will be an encouragement to them. Got it? All right. At your tables is a piece of paper, and it's the weekly update. Make sure your name's at the bottom. Share any prayer requests. Be an encourager today, a helper today to someone who could use your prayers, because this is what we can all do. And I will, I will be selfish for just a moment. Um, I would ask for your prayers. Uh, I've been asked to speak at the 11 o'clock service at Chattanooga, so I won't be at the 10 o'clock service here. Uh, so if you could pray that my back will hold up as we go through that, that would be very helpful. Uh, and that I would say the words that I'm supposed to and not the words that I'm not. So with that, if you will pray as a group uh, at your tables, and then uh, you are dismissed. Thanks for coming to Sunday School today, guys.